Welcome to the Phil Nason Show, brought to you by PlayUp Sportsbook. PlayUp welcomes all bettors and offers the best prices on the market. They are also proud to be an official betting partner of the New Jersey Devils. Check them out online or in the App Store and see for yourself why PlayUp is your best bet. You're listening to a pre-recorded edition of the Phil Nason Show. The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play, and please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. I am so happy to have you here. We'll be here for as long as it takes, and I've got a great show planned for you today. PlayUp Sportsbook. PlayUp.com is your one-stop shop for all your sports betting needs. Sign up for an account and find out why PlayUp is always your best bet. And speaking of best bets, don't forget Cash with Flash Best Bets. We offer free picks daily. We also have premium packages and very special pricing as the season's begin to wind down or start up head on over to cashwithflash.com twitter is a beautiful thing i love twitter but i use it differently than most i use it to advertise of course but i also use it to find people who are going to help me make my job better i found the wolf line a few weeks ago and i've enjoyed it tremendously the customer service is second to none i've never had a response that quickly to a question ever. And, and I go back a long, long way. Greg Wolf from the Wolf Line is here to talk all about this amazing site, quantitative sports trading, and a lot more. Please welcome Greg Wolf to the show. What's happening, man? I'm very pleased to be here, Phil. Thank uh, you very much for having me. Oh, we're happy to have you here, and we thank you for uh, having to go old school with the Skype. <laughs> you know, when yeah. I was in a studio, it was a little different. And others were doing all these things for me. But this is my only, the only thing that I know, but I'm going to work on that, I promise you. So tell us a little bit about who you are and then get into what the Wolf Line is all about. Okay, well, I don't want to bore anybody with uh, too much detail going all the way back to when I was a child. <laughs> you know. But uh, uh, basically what this is all about is uh, I come from two worlds. Originally, it was... It was growing up in New Jersey, uh, you know, everybody had a bookmaker when we were kids. Uh, sports betting was a huge part of the fiber of, of the culture there. We, you know, as well as poker and, uh, you know, at a certain point, you know, horse racing and uh, all these things that were really studies in behavioral economics and market mechanics and uh, probability theory and these are the things we weren't really sure what they were, but we were doing them anyway. So I made my first sports bet at the age of seven on the Super Bowl and, uh, you know, continued from there. <laughs> later on, a little bit later on, I was running my own little book. And then uh, when I was about 14, started up going to the old Garden State Park racetrack right around the corner where I grew from where I grew up. And I think, I, as I told you yesterday, it was... Uh, huge epiphany on my part when I figured out that or I was told by my friend from around the corner that uh that the track didn't care about 
who won and who lost. They just kind of took their their piece, which I later understood was a transaction cost or a brokerage fee or just the cost of doing business of running the track, and that the pools were split, you know, amongst the the winners and the losers would lose. And I looked around at the crowd and I said, so, you know, so I'm betting against these people here? And they said, in essence, yes. So then that got me uh, hooked on the whole behavioral economics and and, uh, dynamics of the the crowd and what moved markets mechanically and and all of that. But I didn't realize I was studying those type of things. And then I found myself out in California, left New Jersey, went out to California for uh, I did my military service and I went to a university out there and uh, played some football at school and just lived in California at the coast and, you know, from my 20s and at the end of my 20s was about the time of the dot-com bubble and my friend who I was always going to the racetrack and playing the ball games with and everything like that since I was, you know, a kid, little kid, he, uh, he called me up and he was trading, uh, he was making markets on the Amex the old building that's been gone for 20 years now, but it was there then. It was vibrant. Um, and he called me up and he said, you got to come back here and do this thing called options trading. And I had no idea what he was talking about. And of course, this was, a, I won't say what mar- what uh, markets he was making, but, you know, because that might reveal his anonymity that I really don't want to divulge. But he was very successful in doing what he was doing. He said, you have to come back. It's exactly what we do. It's, you know, it's just like being a bookie. He said, and as a sell side market maker, it pretty much is. So uh, I came up. I mean, not pretty much it is, but uh, I came. So I came back and, and got involved. And uh, at that time, people were leaving the floors because options were becoming multiply listed, and there really was no edge for the uh, for the buy side or for the sell side market maker. They had to actually trade, and none of them were very good at doing that. You know, uh, directional trading or um, or, you know, having a, a, a successful hypothesis or a thesis and then, you know, modality to carry that out. So I, I, I start on a trade on a, a, a proprietary um, buy side options desk uh, when I got back here in New Jersey on, for a firm out of New York that was on the Amex and on the Philex in Philadelphia. And um, I started learning all this very intricate and complicated theory and strategies and spreads and you know options theory and quantitative analysis modeling and technical analysis and behavioral economics and they threw all kinds of books and academic white papers at me and I had to study to be the uh, to, to take my uh, registered market maker test for the uh, the uh, international securities exchange which was the first uh, option security uh, elect- fully electronic options exchange in the country so I passed that and I'm trading, and I'm learning all this stuff, and, I, and I'm thinking in the back of my head. I mean, as soon as I heard that an option finishes in the money or out of the money, it rang a bell in my head because I felt like I was at the track. You know, those are track terms. So I, then I started getting a little bit further into it, and I'm learning all of this this really esoteric and intricate things about uh, and concepts about options trading, which is very, you know, it's the highest echelon of, of the financial markets, especially from the buy side when you're, you know, you're not getting paid for the transactions. But, um, so it occurred to me that I was in the same church, but the different pew, if you know what I mean, from <laughs> my youth. So I, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I already know all this stuff conceptually, even, you know, from the, the most, uh, nuanced parts of it. 
And from there, I kind of went with the guy, the guy that was my boss. We went and we, we moved to um, education, mentoring, you know, uh, also consulting hedge funds uh, on options theory and trading and, and technical analysis, quantitative modeling of the markets, algorithmic trading, everything like that. Um, and then from there, I moved further into it. And this was always, you know, kind of buzzing around in my head, this huge Venn diagram, I call it. It's just a big Venn diagram. And on one side, you got you got sports betting markets, you know, which are which are investment contracts, which are which are options, completely analogous to options, which are securities. So that, I won't get into that. And then on the other side, you got the behavioral economics, the technical analysis, the options theory, the, the, the you know, uh, the, the quantitative modeling, all that other stuff. And you, and you, you make it into a, a Venn diagram and the wolf line is what's the only thing in the middle, you know? And uh, so from there, at the end of the 2000s, as many people did, I got, I got really disenchanted with the, uh, the financial markets because we all know what happened, you know, and uh, a lot of the, the asset classes just became a complete fiat monetary joke. So I left that and I decided to take everything that I learned in the financial markets the options trading and the technical analysis, the quantitative modeling, and here all the way you know through, and now it was going to be going full circle because there was, and this was after a company like Thinkorswim, or actually this was, it was when Thinkorswim was was just kind of uh, getting their their uh, their feet, you know, their their foundation, and people were now becoming, you know, with the rise of the internet, the pu- general public in financial markets was getting access to education and you know the quantitative models the technical analysis the chart reading i'm sure you see all this all these things that are offered whether you know the commercials are on all the time whether it be think or swim or or recognate or some other analytics provider mm-hmm. uh all the brokerages have them so that's why that's one of the big reasons why from the mid 90s to the mid to late 2000s new york stock exchange volume went up two thousand percent 20 fold from 40 billion shares a year to 800 billion shares a year over because the markets became really democratized with that uh, and it became much more of a quantitative exercise it wasn't just getting the wall street journal on your on your uh your, your front porch every morning and reading news that was three days old it didn't matter anymore you know now you were be you were able to have the you know your granny from Omaha was able to have access to the same type of resources and education that somebody running a huge hedge fund would have. So again, we're just talking about going full circle. And I, I was looking at all this crowded field over here, you know, that, that was, that was trying to, to peck at this, this carcass that all the meat was gone. Speaking of, you know, the analytics providers and the quantitative analysis providers in the, in the uh, financial markets and I thought to myself well I know for a fact after all my R&D and years of that and, and trying to you know do with the null hypothesis where I could prove myself wrong and say these weren't 100% correlated I couldn't do it so all the correlations were the same so I said well an apple is an apple so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this over here and just go over here where nobody is doing this and make technical analysis quantitative analytics options trading, everything like that, a platform, a user-friendly platform that's exactly like all the financial market ones that everybody's used to. It's going to look just like that. 
The functions are going to be the same, and it's just going to be for this massive untouched market of uh, sports betting. And that was way before the, the repeal of PASPA. Of course, this is, this is in 2009, mm-hmm. and PASPA wasn't until 2018, which is ridiculous. But so that's what I did. And uh, that brings me to now, uh, you know, and our discussion uh, yesterday and before that. And uh, I'm just trying to help people uh, to become uh, more self-sufficient, more educated and give them the access, give them the shovels in the gold rush, so to speak, so they can go find the, uh, so they can be educated and and be sure that they're uh, making better and more efficient decisions in the markets uh, based on the products that I've developed. And I'll tell you what, this is a great site, by the way. I can't wait for you all to uh, see it put into practice when we uh, talk about the Thanksgiving Day games. You know, this show was just a regular sports show. As you know, we talked about this on the phone. And when 2018 hit, we kind of switched everything over to sports betting for the same reasons that you do your Wolfline site. I got so tired. And if you read my books, you'll see this is way back in 1984. I was already sick and tired of scam decappers. Guys, I would see, I was in Vegas at the time doing tennis, and there would be guys on TV every Saturday and Sunday and talking smack, really. And, and yep. yeah, and, and I said, you know what? I told uh, Lefty Rosenthal, in fact, <laughs> I said, Frank, here's the deal. One day I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it the right way. He said, you can't do it the right way. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think I have. I think he'd be proud of me. But. This site here, when you get a hold of it, and when you go online and check it out at thewolfline.com, what you're going to find is an amazing amount of work in a simplified form that you can actually use. I caught on pretty quickly, and one of the reasons I did is as soon as I signed up for the account, your customer service people were emailing me live. Not a, It wasn't one of those... Uh, response emails it was them a live person who walked me through the entire process via email with some youtube videos and and it was so quick greg i and i think i told you and joe who was the one who was writing it i've not ever seen a live response that quick in anything that i've done we, we try to do that uh phil because we're trying to spread, as idealistic as it might sound, we're trying to spread uh, education and truth in in a, a context full of of ignorance and liars. Really. So, <laughs> you know, so uh, I know that what I do. I mean, I could never, I could never be a tout. I just wouldn't be able to do it. I wouldn't, you know, whether it was a scam or whether I was trying to do everything, you know, I possibly could. I mean, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. You know, I hardly can now, you know, but, uh, it, you know, I, I have no real desire to tell people what to do uh, or be, <laughs> neither do I have a desire to be told what to do from somebody else. So I think what I do enjoy doing is creating, you know, models and, and having an educational system and, and, and showing people how to do for themselves. It's kind of, you know, using another metaphor, it's kind of like the, you know, we're the teach a man to fish, give him a rod and reel as opposed to give a man a fish, you know. Well, I'll tell you this, and I'm going to say this, I've already told you guys this privately, but the Phil Nation Show and Casper's Flash Best Bets fully endorses the Wolf Line, and I'm going to tell you why. I've spent about a week 
checking it out. And then Greg was kind enough yesterday to uh, get on the phone with me, and he explained a couple things that I had questions about. And my reason, and, and he's right. This website will not tell you what to do. There is nothing there that says buy me. There's nothing there that says you must make this play. But what the, what I was able to do after a week was go on the Tampa Bay Lightning yesterday on the puck line at minus one and a half at plus 140. The over, the quantitative, and we're going to get into what this is all about, but the model itself was pointing toward an over. And that was what I liked to see. I figured it might go over. And if it was going to go over, then I would I would think that Tampa Bay, being the much better team, would have more goals. They would be involved in more of the scoring. So that led me to go, you know what? This might be the right play, playing the puck line as a plus money dog and hitting. And that's exactly what we did. Again, the Wolf Line's not going to tell you what to do, but it will point you in the right direction once you figure it out, right? Yeah, and we're like what you just said, even though you don't know it, that's a lot of options theory that you're talking about. So, And I'm know, not very smart with this. You already found that out yesterday. So. <laughs> no, no, you're, you're, you're being ridiculous. But, uh, yeah, like, you don't even realize it, but, you know, it's you're, you, you're saying things that – in a conceptually speaking, an options trader would also be saying in terms of volatility and probability and how they're, they're inter, intertwined with each other. And, uh, and of course now with the live betting, you know, you have time as, you know, is a, is a, is a constantly, uh, vacillating variable and how that affects the probability. And then you have the price changes, which is the score changes. And then you have the, the handicap or the spread, which is the strike price. I won't get into all those, 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 uh, those details, but you know, I have to be able to be strong in in, in all those uh, aspects because this is such a huge deal in, in, the, in the scope of of economics going forward. I call it gamification economics. Uh, that there's going to be a lot of academic scrutiny. Uh, there already has been, and I have to be able to defend myself as well as be able to, uh, you know, speak on the same level, you know, with Joe Average, same time, because I don't want anybody to be, and they shouldn't be at all, uh, intimidated by the platform. The platform is meant to be extremely simple. It's got a learning curve, maybe like your first smartphone, you know, depending on your trading experience. But uh, either way, it's an absolutely invaluable resource that's going to make you a smarter, unemotional, takes the emotion completely out of it. That's the key to quantitative trading in any in any context takes the, the, the emotion out of it. You don't have to worry about, you know, because that's the biggest enemy of a trader or a speculator in any market. So that was my big goal to take that out of that. And, and my other big goal is basically to be uh, just kind of like the Jim Simons of sports betting. Jim Simons is a, a mathematician who basically introduced uh, quantitative modeling and trading to, the, uh, to Wall Street many years ago. And uh, he's now pretty much seen as the best hedge fund manager ever with Renaissance Technologies and the Medallion Fund. And all that was algorithmic and, and quantitative trading, uh, just math stuff. And uh, since he did that, since he was the vanguard of that entire movement, every hedge fund now has a quantitative or a technical arm where they're looking at asset classes just like this 
exactly like we are with the wolf line, except our way is stripped down and it's much simpler. There's not all kinds of crazy lines all over the place. It's very simple and it's very easy for the user to uh, to experience. Absolutely. From from day one, I, I had it figured out, kind of. I mean, enough to actually understand what you were doing. But when that puck line hit yesterday, I smiled for real. And, and it does take the emotion out. That's the hardest part of uh, doing what I do is trying to keep the emotion out of it. I'm a big sports fan, and I had to stop being that big a sports fan. Or what I do is I leave my teams out of it. And I don't. I stopped being. A, I stopped being a sports fan years ago. You would have to be, but see, and that's the big thing. You know, I know a lot of guys who do this for a living, and we're very successful at it. And they all say the same thing. You know, I, I'm not really a fan anymore. I watch the games because I have an investment in the game, and maybe I can find out what I missed. But you have to take the emotion out of the business, and, and this is a great tool to do just that because. It's just raw data. And once you learn how to read it, and you will because it's so easy, you're going to be led in directions, and you won't be upset when you lose because you really are just using tools. You just didn't – you misread something. That simple as that. Right. And even when – you know, there's an old uh, you know, uh, trope with traders. You, know, you never lose. You just, it's, just, it's just a learning experience. You well, know, that's so just, just it. Learned from things, yeah. Yep, you learn quick, don't you? And that's yeah, it. yeah. You learn yeah. quick because there were times now during this week of my trial, and I'm using the site, and it's free, by the way. Correct? Currently, it's free. Yeah, it's free. I mean, we're trying to help people as much as we can. We're not beating anybody over the head over with it. And even even when we do uh, eventually go to where it's you know we cross the paywall, whatever they want to call it, it's it's these are utilities that that. Know, I've built and we're, we're uh, offering so uh, it, would, it would never price anyone out I mean you know it's that's not what our our uh, our, our mission is all about or our objective you know, well you have, that's uh, the bottom line and you can go over to the wolfline.com and check that out freely sign up for an account you'll get an email right away and they'll tell you exactly what to do is fantastic but so anyway I was tracking this thing and Several of the picks that I wanted to make, I didn't. I decided to back off and just look in other directions. And it saved a lot because I would have lost my ass on a few games simply because I didn't have enough information. And that's something I like to do is gather information. And the wolf line gathers it all for you. It gives you a simple-to-use formula and simple-to-use numbers and data. And it goes back. Five games, ten games, twenty games, whatever, really, and you'd be yeah, surprised. The, 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 the most, the most, and this comes from a lot of R and D as well, on my part, is that it stops at twenty four periods back. Okay, which is in this in this case, it's games. It's a it's games. So you you can zoom in and zoom out, just like with you know in in certain periods, you know, just in time stands, it's just like anything else. But what I noticed was in all the leagues uh, that I was that I was uh, researching. 24 games is when kind of like the cycle starts to repeat itself again. So you have expansion and then a crisis point or, you know, a point of action. And then you have contraction within the relationship. And, that, and that's what the colors represent is the probability of irrationality. 
And what happens is that the, the relationships become, or the games, whatever you want to call them, the prices, the markets, they become they're short. They become short term irrational, but then over the longer term, they become more rational. And that's that's like a philosophical aspect of it. And people don't need to understand that, but they they'll notice that. And that's why, like I showed you yesterday with the little pop up tutorial. The reason, you know, the significance of the alert colors, which make it very simple and also allow you to, you know, in the paper trade, go back historically and see what worked for you, what patterns worked for you, what patterns didn't, because this is pattern recognition stuff. And you can you can back test for yourself and learn from that. And also the, the, the alerts go into the, the screeners, which is like a, a machine learning type aspect where it just does all the work for you and you know you put in your you finish put in your initial criteria and then it sends you an email with all the results you don't have to do any work at all it's just it's you sending yourself an email saying hey dummy you said to tell us when eastern carolina should be a play so we're emailing you you know that from yourself you know to take this so uh Yes, so that 24 period is is really when when the, the cycle begins again. So that's as far as it'll go. And if you have a sec a sector that's more liquid, meaning more volume, such as NFL spread, then you're going to look at a shorter time period because those those stanzas are more condensed, and that just is, is consistent with all kind with all out financial theory and trading. And as you go to go to like a less liquid, uh, you know more obscure market then they tend to go further you know the the, the expansion that tends to take place over a longer period of time that's why we added the 24 period study to the 20 and you can toggle all over that and you know make it whatever you want 10 12 8 you know it depends on what you're looking for well i gotta tell you i'm a i'm one of those guys that goes back 10 games and I have a fantasy sports background also, so 10 games for me is pretty good, so, uh, very good sample size. This website has 24, up to 24, and you're going to learn a lot from this. Now, we're going to actually show you how it works. And the scam decappers out there, they don't want you to hear this stuff. But we're going to make sure we tell. Well, them I'll that. even tie if I if you let me inter interject a little Absolutely. bit there, Phil. Sorry about that. Do but, what you got to do. You know, I've been talking to over the past ten years. I've been talking to the artifacts out in Las Vegas, you know, Nevada. Mm -hmm. All those guys that run those books out there that you know think that think that they hung the moon. Uh, you know, tremendously arrogant and ignorant as well. Uh, I've talked to the Brits. You know, over there, those guys, the, 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 the Paddy Powers and Betfairs and all those of the world and, you know, the Euros. I've talked to the people down in Costa Rica, you know, the offshore people. And now, you know, I've talked to obviously the neophytes that have come on the scene here in, in the U.S. And all of them have basically told me the same exact thing. They have told me that what I'm doing just from, a, from an entire uh, paradigm perspective is uh, a conflict of interest with what they want to do. And the reason for that, and they've told me this verbatim, not all of them exactly, but some, in some form or another. I said, well, all I'm trying to do is, you know, 
educate your customer, make it a better experience so that they'll come back and then you get more volume. And then when you get more volume, then you can bring the, the margins in tighter and then you get even more volume. And that's how a brokerage model succeeds. You know, you're a broker dealer, so you can either be an agent or a principal and bet against the, you know, the, the customer, which is kind of like a bit friction, you know, kind of fractious relationship, but it's true. But I said, you know, I'm trying to, to have a, a more educated client, you know, customer base from the buy side, which is, you know, like us, you know, making a bet. Uh, and that's already been proven. It's already been proven 20 years ago in the financial markets that that's what leads to profit for everybody. Everybody's mm -hmm. happy with more volume, low, lower prices. They make more money. Everybody's happy. But they told me no uncertain terms. We don't want our customers to be smart. We want them to be dumb. Right. We want to we want to hang horrible markets, wide markets. We want low volume and wide markets. That's what they told me. I'm like, I'm hearing this and, and I'm just incredulous. Uh, they said, and if they do happen to win, we'll just ban them and kick them out. That's their model. Yeah. I said, oh, that's, that's great. That's, that's corporate great. America. That's corporate bookies. Now, back when well, I was they're destroying Vegas. the golden goose. I'll tell you that right now. And all you got to do to know that is to look at horse racing and see what happened to horse racing with that with that massive, you know, 20 to 50 percent hold rate and see how, you know, people don't even go to to the racetrack anymore. And it I mean, used to be all. a pastime, remember? <laughs> yeah, it's they're they're sick of being and all the tracks are closing down because it's a dead. It's a stupid model. It's like the opposite model of Amazon. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I get it completely. But we're going to make sure that you understand these things because my goal is to make you a, a more informed better and to understand how to gather the information, how to process the information and make sound decisions. You know, I in my day in Vegas, they wouldn't have done that like that. They wouldn't have kicked you out for winning because that's part of the deal with an odds maker. You know, they have the arrogant ones, like Lefty was. Mm -hmm. He thought he couldn't be beat. And if you beat him twice, you had to be cheating, and he'll find out why. He'll keep you around long enough to figure it out. And today, they'll just get rid of you. We had a contest, a handicapping, a world championship handicapping tournament at DraftKings, and they were putting limits on some of the players, and some of the players didn't have limits. How do yep. you have a and handicapping that's, that's... tournament? Exactly. And that's, you know, what that is. Once once the, the Security and Exchange Commission, the appropriate commissions, FINRA, and at this point, the FTC, because it's it's consumer fraud, and the FCC, because of what they're doing over the media airwaves, uh, are going to get involved. And that's what they're doing is they're 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 making listed, they're hanging listed markets and then they're not honoring orders on those markets as a as a broker dealer. And that's illegal. You're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to do that. Yeah, you can't deny someone because they're good at it. Right. It's now, imagine that. And then, and then you get the guy Portnoy who does that, who calls people card counters, who, as you know, Apple banned my stuff for allegedly being card counting <laughs> for sports betting. Right. And illegal gambling aid violation of Rule 22.5. But he's calling – he's defending himself for kicking out winners – only taking record he's on he, they have all the all the emails and he's on video or video saying it only taking recreational quote unquote players which is just a euphemism for losers right right, right? so he kicks everybody else out and then he has the guts to give to, to give a bunch of heat to the Wall Street suits he calls them with Robin Hood and 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 Citadel you know which 
he accused them of doing the same exact thing that he was doing. Exactly. It, the hypocrisy is absurd. Yeah, but you know what? He appeals to a certain market, the frat boy market. Right, and I, I have no, I'm fine with that. This Me is too. America, you know. This is America. If you want to become rich, you know, uh, you know, showing strippers throwing up on fat guys at Veterans Stadium, all, you know, all, all the, all the, uh, the power to you, which is really what it was. But once he crossed over into that other area with the David Day Trader, and you know, and and moving those millions of people over to trading when the COVID happened, the right. financial markets, and he was also now an insider at Penn Gaming. Then you got you got problems there. He's got a lot of problems, and that's why he didn't get a license in the state of New York for online gaming. Well, again, I think this is a completely federal issue. I don't. I think this state by state stuff. We've already seen it before in 1911 to 1933 with the Blue Sky Investment Laws, right? And then that preceded the 1933 Federal Securities Act and the creation of the SEC in 1934. But we're, I'm I'm kind of going off on a tangent there. So, but that's okay because that's part of the whole thing. You know, that's part of the reason you have the site to to yeah. put a wrinkle in the hand, scam decappers and to beat the books at their own game. Well, if you're going to be a, a sell-side broker-dealer or a bookmaker, as many, many people would call them, then you have to, you know, you, then you have to play by the rules. You know what I mean? Nobody, nobody begrudges anybody for uh, them taking uh, whatever it is with, with, uh, you know, the, the transaction fees or the juice or the vig or the the bid ask spread or the brokerage. Uh, fees, whatever you want to call them, it's all the same thing. It's all a cost of doing business. But uh, they're not playing by the rules. And that's that's a problem because there is no federal oversight right now. And that's just makes it a complete, uh, you know, go, you know what, you know? Yeah, you know, and, and it's not to be confused with sports books setting limits. You know, they have a right to say how much you can wager. But mm-hmm. what they really don't have a right to say is you can't bet here because you're good or to, or to limit wagers differently for different players right like like barstool for example doesn't right, I, I got to... i know guys yeah barstool's a joke i know guys that that are they were they won you know for a week you know and and you know their their limits their limits go down to like five dollars a game and that's why that's what happened in in the united kingdom because the uk ran that ridiculous model and now they, they they try to call it you know the Brits they say well it's a mature model well only if the word mature means ruined and, <laughs> and predatory and consumer fraud you know and because what that does is they made it they made it so where the British people actually believed in they they bought the lie that sports betting is just some kind of negative uh, expected value uh, uh, recreational way to blow your money and it's just like they they think it's like going to the movies where you just you pay and you have a little bit of fun and that's it okay well they're wrong because you got guys on that side that are that are that are completely wrong about that then you got guys on my side which is a very small crowd which realizes that they're securities and that it's in the u.s alone we're talking about like a two to three trillion dollar actual market our actual market that's that's pretty serious it's similar to the when the dfs the daily fantasy sports when they tried to convince everyone that it wasn't gambling. And, and that was a bad argument. And as soon as they uh, sorted their problem out with the state of New York, they were all gambling again. So it was okay. It's, it's just so you have to be careful. I'm very lucky, though, Greg, because Play Up Sportsbook is like your corner bookie. He's going to take your action. He don't care if you win. 
But, you know, they do have limits for for the players, and I think that's a universal limit. But I just like them because they're up front and they're transparent. Whereas guys like uh, David Portnoy, is that his name, Dave Portnoy? Yeah. 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 He, he He's not. And I, that's the thing. I don't. I don't have any any personal beef with what the guy does with his personal life or whatever. That, that whatever part I don't care about either. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, I, you know, eat your pizza and do whatever you want and be a blabbermouth all over the place. That's fine. I got no. I don't even know the guy. Although you know, I have a friend of mine who who's met him a few times. His stepdaughter went out with him, something like that. So he just seems like a fair enough, a nice enough guy or whatever. I do have problems with the scams and with the hypocrisy and with, you know, being a consumer predatory uh, business. He should, what he should have just done. I mean, let's, let's be honest. He created a very large customer list of low hanging fruit, low knowledge victims. That's what he did. <laughs> it's true. That's exactly he what so- he did. And he sold those that list. That's why that's why Penn got in bed with him. He sold that list of victims because that's exactly what they were. And he should have just taken the money and run. That's what he should have done. But he couldn't do it. He had to take it further. And I, you know what? I actually enjoy. I'm glad that he did what he did with making the crossover into the crypto and and stocks and and all that other other kind of stuff when the when the when the sports betting shutdown happened, and as you know, we spoke about yesterday, it, it created a 300% increase in, in daily average uh, retail trades when that, that that day, or basically a couple days late after the sports betting shutdown in March. Uh, I'm glad that he went over there because you know there's millions of people that he led over to uh, you know my my Venn diagram, you know, and they're seeing. They're seeing price action charts and they're seeing indicators and oscillators and and learning about topics such as overbought potential, oversold potential and, uh, uh, you know, irrationalities and and, all these any I could use a million different uh, phrases, but they're learning that and then they're coming back because they're organically really sports betters at heart. And now I'm saying, okay, well, you use that stuff over there with the crypto and with the, the your stocks and now options, you know, op, even options uh, volume was a record in 2020, mostly at the end of end of the year, and it was 68% higher than the previous record. So, you know, people were getting into options and the whole conflation is happening. And it took a lot longer than I thought. And it took a little help from COVID, but we're there. <laughs> yeah, you sure are. You know, one of the things that I, I think is interesting is that you know, when I was a kid, I was 19 when I was working for out in Vegas when I first started, I was 18 actually, but 19 when I met Frank. And he said to me, a sportsbook's job is to limit their liabilities and to get action on both sides in order to limit your liabilities. Well, I can tell you this. If I owned a content provider mill the size of Barstool and I owned a sportsbook, I'd be very careful about, or I would be using that content provider to help me limit my liabilities. Right, you're talking. What they're doing is you want to talk about a conflict of interest. It was the reason right. why I was a conflict of interest for them was because I told the truth, and I wanted to help people. They're the, they're their own conflicts of interest, <laughs> and they but they know it and they don't seem to care because people hang on every word that guy says. It's I amazing. know people. I know people who are business people who fall over backwards, bend over backwards to try to impress this guy, and I'm thinking, who cares what he does? You know, at the end of the day, but you know, some live and learn. 
That's what I tell be, people. Live beware, and learn. Beware, beware of false prophets. Yeah, and, and free content, too. Yeah, right, exactly. I mean, I give them out as a, as a hook, but I try to win them. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Okay, so let's, let's, let's show them how this thing works. Now, there's Turkey Day. It's Thursday, and happy Thanksgiving to all of those out there, especially my guys in the service defending our freedom or whatever they're doing over there. God bless you. Chicago Bears, Detroit Lions. Opening day. Now, I'm a Lions fan. Now, I made the pick already on my show earlier today, and that's the Lions plus three. Now, let's have a look at the Wolf Line, and you tell me what the Wolf Line is pointing to, and we'll be like, the Flash against the Machine. <laughs> I like that. It sounds like a Marvel, a Marvel movie or something. Like I that. could do it. <laughs> I know you could do it. Could. <laughs> Fire away, man! So I like the Lions. I'm a Lions fan. Now, sure. normally I would leave this alone, but because of the guy, because of the show, I make a pick, right? And uh, mm-hmm. I stand by it. I eat it if I lose. It goes on my Cash with Flash record because I'm one and the same. I don't hide behind it. It's just a brand. And at the end of the day, I, I felt like the Lions have a lot of things going in their favor. Now, you tell me what, your, what the Wolf Line has to say. Well, just as a quick disclaimer to where I'm coming from, you got to remember that you're kind of with the Wolf Line, you're kind of taking the red pill like in the Matrix. You know, it's a, it's a totally different story. You got to what the way we're coming from and other people can come from other ways if you know directions if they think that that works for them and that's fine whatever works for you by all means go with it but when you're looking at at markets from a quantitative or a technical standpoint you have to first accept the fact that everything that's that's publicly known fundamental information is baked into the market price thus it's irrelevant that's that's the first rule that you have to understand. Nobody, you know, if, if you think that, uh, you know, Tom Brady is really good and they're playing the Jets and the Jets defense is really bad, you know, you're not the only person in the world that knows that stuff. You know, that, that's that's part of the market. That's something called the efficient market hypothesis, which a guy named Gene Fama won the Nobel Prize for in 2014, if anybody cares about that. But it's it goes with the, uh, it, it, go, it coincides with the, one of the great quotes of, uh, Jesse Livermore was the most famous trader ever, made a billion dollars in the 29 stock crash. Uh, the only news that matters is not in the headlines. It's not in the headlines. So because of that, all of our stuff is behavioral economics, technical analysis as opposed to fundamental analysis. Uh, and I'm looking at the bears and the lions. And again, we're just looking at, and it's set on correction trading and it's set on uh, more liquid markets because the NFL is a very liquid market and mm-hmm. people will see that once they get on, they'll be able to toggle and change and whatever fits their particular trading style. So I'm just looking at real quick. Uh, I see a yellow alert in the five period or the five game relationship window uh, of a 0.80. Now the yellow, orange, red alerts, they represent significance of probability of market bubbles now that's what we're looking for we're hunting for bubbles right we're hunting for irrationality mm-hmm. so the more the, the more the hotter the colors get the more colors that you see just from the alert standpoint and the further that the colors go to the right of the grid which is just a, a larger sample size that's when they become more significant so that's all we need to really know to go from just simple beginners the alert deal 
the alerts come from the indicators and the indicators or the calculations, the, the numbers you're going to see, they come from the charts, which are just like stock charts. You got upticks with buying pressure, you got downticks with selling pressure, and you get bubbles and you get distressed assets and you decide when to enter the trade. So I'm seeing uh, a yellow alert in the five period. That wouldn't be enough for me. Uh, what would be enough for me is I see, I spy with my little eye. Do you have the uh, the page open? Yes, uh, I, I certainly do. I clicked the the box and I have everything here in front of me. Okay, so you're looking at the you're looking at the totals with me with the three yellows. Yep, I sure am. The totals say minus point eight zero, minus point mm -hmm. one four in the seven, and in the ten game period minus point eight zero. Right, negative 0 0.80, then in the 7, it's negative 1.14, then it's, it's negative 0 0.80. Because the calculations can never go beyond 2.0, okay. no matter what, in in, a, in absolute value terms, negative or positive. So I'm going to click on the see all periods right underneath there just to see if it goes beyond 10. No, it stops at 10. At 11, it goes to negative... 0.73 then it tails off there as would be expected you know as like we were just talking about shorter term irrational longer term rational so you see as the, the sample size gets larger those those alerts go away you know the, the calculations go closer to zero and you'll see you'll understand how that works so you see phil how in the 20 period it's back to negative 0 0.10 back almost back to zero which is like parity which is fairness. Right. But what I care about are these three little yellows that I can see right here. And I could make a case. I'm not telling anybody what to do. Right, of course. <laughs> but I, I could make a case. There's, and there's a little O under there, under these three alerts. So that just stands for over. Mm -hmm. And you got a 41 and a half. So that's going to be my personal suggestion which i will put in my paper trade account my with my wolf bucks virtual currency that i can track my profit and loss and everything and i will see how that does in that particular absolutely uh, i you know i can't i'm not gonna um go against that what the data is saying because that would be my play it would be over 41 and a half Right, and, and remember, the data is objective. Yes. I'm sorry, the data, the data are objective. That's a tough word because data is a plural. Right. The data are totally objective. It's your subjective skill of interpretation that matters. And, and, and I think I've done okay with it so far. I mean, I, I... Hey, if I wrote a song, right, which mm -hmm. I guess you could say I wrote these songs as a composer, and I gave it to Elvis, right? You know, Elvis is going to sing a song a hell of a lot better than I am. Right. I mean, not now, but in his prime. You know what I mean? Of course. Right. So, so even though even though I wrote the song, it doesn't mean I can perform it better than anybody else. Right? Did you hear it's, that, Paul Anka? That was yeah, exactly. I was gonna say Paul Anka, but I didn't. I don't know what your audience is like. There. Ah, oh, they don't care. You know what? They know I'm an old guy, so you know I would remember these people. Yeah, but... Paul Anka wrote wrote it, and uh, you know, I guess I have no problem with Sinatra. Trust me, I think he's great, but. I mean, Elvis is Elvis, but I digress. I digress. <laughs> Would you like to do another game, or you you want to you want to do the Raiders Dallas game? Let's do all three. Why not? Let's I do could. all three because I have picks for all three, and now yep. I'm on the main page. I, I this is also great because once it stays, you go to the next match and you, it just pulls it right up. You don't have to hunt, 
And they also have a search feature for these games. And you punch in Dallas Cowboys and this will pop up. And now it appears that we've got some highlights for the spread, the total, and the money line. So now, full disclosure, I chose on my show, on the show earlier today, I chose over 50 and a half for this game. I didn't mess with the side bet. I didn't mess with the money line. Just the total. Okay. Well, looking at what I'm looking at here, first let's start with the spread. The spread, we have three yellow alerts. This time it's shifted. And it's, remember, we're still on correction trading, which is buy low, sell high. Mm-hmm. You know? And we're on, of course, more liquid markets because the NFL ATS, of course, is the most liquid market in the U.S. markets. As a matter of fact, last year was the first time in over 10 years of study that uh, there was a triple red, 3-5 and 7, triple red alert in the NFL in 10 seasons, first time. It was the Steelers playing the, uh, the Cowboys, and the Cowboys were getting like 13, I think, and they almost won the game. They only lost by four points, I believe. So was, that's the first time in 10 seasons, which is uh, less than point, which is which is less than 0.04 percent of the time. So that's those things don't come around too much. Well, you've got green all the way back 15 games. Uh, yellow. Yellow. yellow, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm yeah. not very good with colors today. Exactly. No, that's okay. Yeah, so, so you're looking at three yellow alerts, 7, 10, 15, which in the NFL, you know, you don't see that that often, to be honest with you. So I'm going to click to all periods and see if it goes even further back than 15. It doesn't, as we know. It gets, you know, those those alerts and indicators that are closer to, the, you know, further to the right. That's a bigger sample size, so it means more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to pull the trigger, hypothetically, in my Wolf Bucks virtual currency account right i'm gonna pull the i'm gonna pull the trigger on uh the raiders here plus seven and a half wow that's not a bad play i'm i'm yeah. writing it down too just for the heck of it but that's this is a fascinating thing now there's something if you go over to the wolf line folks you're going to see some negative numbers this is an orange highly significant number but it's a negative 1.33 for the total on the over what does that what does that mean? Does that mean that you want to probably look for the under? No, no, no. That's the totals can go the 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 other two numbers the, the the spread and the money line can never be negative numbers. Okay. Because they're the, di- the divergence of the chart. See if you look at the chart, people people will look uh, when he when you look past the grid and you look at the charts, it'll look very familiar because if you see a Robinhood commercial or a, an FTX crypto commercial or something like that, they're going to have price action, uh, you know, uh, charts on, on the, the, the platform. Everybody would, I mean, you know, Merrill edge or Schwab, it's impossible not to, you can't trade without it. So we're the only ones that, that do this, but, um, you know, you go to the charts, you see the chart right there, right. Uh, fill with the green line when mm-hmm. you just, click on on uh, on uh, the totals yeah all that means is that the un- and if you click to the just on the, the three period it's going to be a red line right because oh, in that yeah. three period collect you know as an aggregate wow. the relationship has underperformed the, the closing total the last yeah. Because it has, because the Bills have uh, their offense has sucked, and those uh, totals have been high because they have a high-powered offense normally. 
Right. So it's a negative. It's a ne- so they've they've sold off. So you have a little little color, you know, an orange that would say, okay, if you're looking to see correction, short term we could see a little bit of an irrationality in the in the selling pressure, which would say, you know, basically the whole, you know, you you sell to optimists and you buy from pessimists. That's the deal. Right. You know, so uh, that would signify that a little bit. That's why the little O is under there, just pointing everybody's saying over if that's what you want to play. Right. And, uh, but that's not enough for me. I'm going to stay away from uh, the total there. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. And, and I meant Dallas has underperformed offensively, as has Buffalo. We're going to get into that in a minute. But yeah. these not, but this these graphs underneath the uh, numbers, you know, pointing out different periods and games and and the tendencies. And the numbers, but this graph brings it all home for you, and it's amazing here, and it's completely free, and yep. it's just incredible. So we have one more game to go. I and, can't guarantee it always will be completely free, but uh, no, but <laughs> that's but now. that's okay. It's for free for now, but if if yeah. you had to charge for this, I'm going to tell you. The, I was going to ask you how much it was. And the bottom line is, is it's free right now, and it's worth it. And once you use it, you're going to realize, and you're going to see some things that you might not have seen. And it might confirm some things in your own process, or maybe help you out and tell you maybe you got to look somewhere else. Well, it's, as we spoke about yesterday, I'll just give one example. The Bloomberg Terminal is $25,000 a year. Right. So. <laughs> That's an expensive terminal. Yes, it is. Let's now, start there. Okay, so we have the Bills and the Saints, and that's the final game of the night. It's at 8.20 p.m. I chose on the show, I selected the Buffalo Bills. I took them in the, in the points, six points. And, and I don't think it's going to be that close, but just based on you know the human factor. The Buffalo Bills haven't performed very well. They'll be in the national spotlight they're playing against the team that's offense is banged up, and I think they're going to go out to route that team. Now, mm-hmm. when we look at the grid, the, the spread not interested. The wolf line's not interested in the spread or the money line for that matter. It points you to the home team, and that's okay. But the total is popping like crazy, and it's saying under, isn't it? That's what that little U is, and uh, for a uh, an NFL game, just real simply, without without going into any tremendous detail, uh, that's going to be enough for me to go. As a matter of fact, it, uh, if I click on all periods, it goes to seven, then it stops, and it's point seven five at the eight, and then it continues down from there. So that'll be enough for me. I'll uh, I'm I'm going to pull the trigger on the under with the Wolf Bucks. Under 45 and a half. Yeah, under 45 and a half. And also what I want you to do there, uh, Phil, is look at the chart that supports where the the indicators and the alerts come from. Mm-hmm. And you see in a 20 period when you have uh, you, you have the, the uh, green arrow, I'm sorry, the green uh, line. Right. That represents the wolf line charting of volatility or, you know, the, the totals market for this particular relationship, this game, you see how it, it, it comes up to the one level mm-hmm. and it was there before. And now it comes up to the one level again. All you got to do is look right where technical studies are. You click on that 
and there's a little box right on the left. See the little box? Yep. It says support resistance. Right. Exactly. Click on that. And then just at that one level, just, just pick one of those little green dots, data points, and then click down with your thumb or with the cursor and a, and a purple line is going to come across. Okay. Yep. I got it. That's, it's something in, in, in financial trading and market trading that's called a level of resistance. That means that this particular relationship got too expensive or too much at that time before. So based on something called serial correlation, there's a good chance that this will be another time where that'll repeat itself. And it's another good time to where you could see that the over has become a little bit pushed a little bit too high. And that'll be another time, another reason to to go with the under to presume that this will happen again. Yeah, because if you look at the New Orleans Saints uh, in red here, there's heavy resistance there. Well, that's and that's in the that's in the uh, in the the uh, against the spread. I'm, I'm right now. I'm doing the totals. So okay. just click on in the in the in the grid in the grid. Click on one of the the uh, the indicators or the alerts, whatever. Click on the twenty period number that says zero point zero five, and the, and then the 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 volatility or the totals chart will come up. See that? Yep, I do. Wow. And that's where you, you you draw that line right there at the positive one level for 20 periods. Now, going back, toggling back to the, to the against the spread, I'm going to blow your mind here a little bit because I'm going to do that same thing with that, that, that support and resistance level with the purple there. And when I look at the Saints – you see how they're in that channel to where it just goes up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, mm-hmm. between between the five level and the six level? Yep. Well, every time it does that, every time it touches these levels here, that becomes more significant and more likely that it's going to happen again. That's called serial correlation again. That's another – that's technical analysis. So uh, right now we're at the support level, which is just like the ceiling – I'm sorry, which is just like the, the floor of a room. Mm-hmm. The resistance level is just like the ceiling of a room. And the the, the line, the, the actual market action of the teams or the, the aggregate of the teams is like a balloon. It goes up, bounces up, goes down, bounces up, goes, you know, bounces down, hits wow. the floor, bounces up. And because of that, I'm going to get on the Saints as well because right now they're at the floor at a pretty sturdy floor level. So I'm going to have to disagree with you. We'll see what That's happens fine. with that. But on both, I'm going but I'm going to have two plays in this one Ooh. with the Wolf Bucks. I'm going to go with the under because of the alerts and I'm going to go with the uh, Saints because they're at a significant support level with the charts. So And we'll see Saints, what happens. Under Saints plus 6 and it, this is really strange to me, but I I don't know from a fundamental fundamental aspect which i don't pay any attention to as you know is somebody is somebody really i guess kamara is i saw maybe kamara is out or something who's out for the saints yeah kamara might be out he missed the last two games plus they they lost their quarterback as you know a few weeks ago and they've had all kinds of injury issues and some covid issues right but kamara could come back tomorrow um, no one's ruling him out. I don't think anyone's ruled him out yet. If he comes back, it's a different thing. Again, though, I, I'm kind of looking at the human factor a little more. 
yeah. and the Bills, you know, they want to be seen as a team that can compete for a Super Bowl. And if they don't win this week, and they've underperformed three or four weeks in a row now, they're going to be in big trouble. So I think this is a must-win for them and the Saints. I think the Saints would just like to spoil their party, really. Well, as Warren Buffett said, and I don't like quoting Warren Buffett, but he's got a few good ones. You know, you you sell into uh, you sell into greed, and you buy into fear. So <laughs> that's a good one. Anyway. Yeah, I think- this has yeah. been great, man, and and this is something that you folks we're going to do often here. We're going to have Greg on, and we're going to have some fun. We'll the, the cast with Flash versus the Wolf Line. It'll be fun, and you're going to learn a lot because the Wolf Line is a fantastic site. I I endorse this site and Greg and Joe one hundred percent. I've had nothing but good stuff from them. And you will, too. Is there anything that I've left out? Tell everyone where they can find you. And, of course, your Twitter handles. And, and again, the customer service, 100% on the money, man. Yeah, the, uh, the, 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 the website is, as you said, thewolfline.com. T-H-E-V-W-O-L-F, like the animal. Line, like the money line or a clothes line or, you know, whatever, dot com. Um, my Twitter handle is at Quant Wolfline, Q-U-A-N-T Wolfline, W-O-L-F-L-I-N-E. And my LinkedIn is Gregory Wolf. And but that's my name, which is W-O-L-F-E with an E on the end of it. So it's a little tricky because it's not eponymous there. Gotcha. Great stuff today, man. Thank you so much for being here. We're going to see you real soon. We'll commit to something as soon as we get off the air here. But, man, what a great time. Thank you so much for being here. Pleasure was all mine, Phil. Enjoy oh, your holiday. What a, what a joy. And what a joy it's been to get to know Greg and Joe via email. The Wolf Line is, is amazing. It doesn't tell you what to do. It just helps to point you in the right direction. Maybe you missed something or maybe you didn't. The bottom line is, is those stats are just there for a reason, to help you become better, betters. And that's the most important thing. All right, time to wrap. And you can learn, and you can, and what I like to say is you learn while you earn. Learn you know what I mean? while you earn. And, yeah. and, and he doesn't sell any cardboard pizza or anything no. like that. No gimmicks, no frills, no dancing girls on the website. It's just straight trading. And information, a lot of it, packed into this amazing site that's easy to use. And after you get the idea, you know, as with all things, you want to track it and see if what you're reading is correct. And if it isn't, maybe you're doing something wrong and the Wolf Line customer support will be there for you 100%. All right, folks, that's going to wrap it up for today's show. I want to thank Play Up Sportsbook for presenting the show. Don't forget cashwithflash.com. We also have sales on betting football 101 and betting baseball 101. The Kindle edition at Amazon is now $4.99. Until next time, y'all take care of yourselves. Be good. And most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you. My father thanks you. My sister thanks you. And I thank you. Thanks for listening to The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play. And please leave a review. 
You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page.